Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe, and I am excited to kick off 2020 with you today. Today's episode, I want to talk to you. In fact, I want to implore you to stop telling your kids something. There's something I hear a lot of people tell their kids that I am begging you, don't tell your children. And I'm going to offer you an alternative thing to say. And let's talk about all the people who are mad about people whose kids get nicer gifts than their own kids. Let's at least touch on that. I got a lot of emails about it, a lot of people frustrated by it. So let's talk about that. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back. Welcome to a new year. I feel like I haven't talked to you since last year. Sorry, I'm a dad of four kids. I have to have a dad joke or two that I drop out there for you to hear. All right. But still, what are we going to talk about? I have my hot buttered cinnamon latte here. I have had my lunch. Maybe we could talk about Ricky Gervais and how all my conservative friends now currently love him uh, until he says something they disagree with. And all of my liberal friends now think he went too far and just picked on those poor Hollywood stars. I've never watched the American whatever those awards were. I really don't care. I did watch his his monologue. Uh, and to be honest, I thought a lot of it was funny. I thought it, some of it was completely inappropriate. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Christmas gifts. Let's talk about how we try to control other people. I got, I'm going to guess, five emails about the same topic. One woman even went so far as to screenshot her friend's uh, Facebook post and send it to me. And essentially, every person who wrote was like, I have this issue. I'm tired of people telling me uh, or trying to shame me or make me feel bad or trying to tell me that my kids need to be talked to. They shouldn't go to school and talk about what they got for Christmas if they got nice gifts. One woman wrote in. She said, we took our kids on an experience. Uh, we didn't get them gifts. The experience was a cruise. Uh, as many of you probably know, my family and I love cruising. And she said, and literally someone told me at church, well, make sure they don't go to school or Sunday school. I didn't even know like Sunday school still happened, but nonetheless, uh, make sure they don't go to school or Sunday school and, and tell other kids that maybe weren't able to go on a cruise about their cruise because that wouldn't be fair. One woman's screenshot actually made me laugh out loud, but I think it's a screenshot of somebody who lives in my community, so I'm not going to read it. But essentially, it was like a how-to to be passive-aggressive on Facebook, which takes some work in 2020, or in that time, 2019, right? Because, I mean, Facebook is kind of synonymous with passive-aggressiveness. My, my liberal friends, well, I don't think we should applaud Ricky Gervais. He had no right to say that those people had no right. Wait, do you hear the hypocrisy in that? Like, he has every right to say that if you think uh, they have the right to say whatever they want to say. Now, you could come back and say, well, if he's saying they have no right, then he has no right. And then we're just spinning, right? We're, we're lost in a world full of cynical assumptions. But with this screenshot, essentially the woman said uh, she she was, ah, she was signal virtuing about how her and her husband, they don't spend as much as other people, and they try to make sure that their kids get things that actually matter. But it was too dangerous to go downtown to give out things to the poor, those less fortunate. So if anyone had any ideas on how they could do that, let them know. Now, look, I'm not against people giving out stuff to the poor, 
Uh, my family sponsors Compassion Children. I have a dream about how many kids I'd love to sponsor someday. Uh, I'm not there yet. Uh, we we donate to charities. We give to the poor. We try to help those less fortunate than us. But here's the rub. We have this thing in our society where we think that we want to tell the rest of the world how to live. And by the rest of the world, I don't even mean like let's go overseas. I literally mean right here in your hometown. We try to tell other people how to live. So if you couldn't afford to get your kids an iPad, how dare someone else do it and then their kids go to school? Now, don't get me wrong. Both sides need to be sensitive to this. The kid that got the iPad needs to you know, understand that not everybody's going to get an iPad. The kid that didn't get the iPad needs to understand that other people have more privileges than they do. They have more opportunities than they do. That's how it goes. My kids live a comfortable life. I have a friend whose daughter went to Belgium for a year or somewhere for a year, Germany for a year. My kids don't have that opportunity. That doesn't mean we can't share in the joy that she had in going. And that's what we're missing in this little Facebook, I want to tell you how to live war. Especially as it relates to things that are totally in my own family. Now, I didn't get my kids a car, but if I got my kids a car for Christmas, I, I, want, to I want to share something with you that I hope will revolutionize your world. What I get my kids is none of your business. If your kids feel slighted because my kid got something that your kid didn't, then it's time to teach your kid what it means to rejoice with those who rejoice. Don't signal virtue on Facebook, especially if you claim to be faith-based, which a lot of these people seem to be. They're either ultra-left or ultra-faith-based. We have a society that just doesn't check envy anymore. Envy used to be something, I think, I mean, based on talking to my parents, envy used to be something that we would check, that we'd be like, okay, I'm envious, but not everybody. I'm sure you could go back and find examples of people who didn't. We've always had crime. We've always had jealousy. We've always had envy. We've always had hate, right? But we would check it. We would look and be like, okay, I'm envious about that, but why? And we would do soul work in ourselves. That doesn't seem to happen anymore. Oh, they're more wealthy than we are. They must have done something to cheat or steal or get their way there. Oh, it must be nice. Must be nice. I had a conversation once with someone uh, who is faith-based in her life, and she said to me, oh, well, I just, I know those people can afford it, so I charge them. A little bit extra. What? And you know what? If they agree to the price, so be it. But that's, that's, that's crazy. Stop virtue signaling by telling other people to make sure that how they raise their kids, they do it right. Stop that. I feel like that uh, Bob Newhart. Just stop it. If you haven't seen that video, it is on YouTube. Just Google Bob Newhart. Stop it. Okay, so five emails there. Kathy, Debbie, Brian, and I don't remember the other two. I apologize. But five emails about that. We could probably spend a whole session talking about why are we always trying to tell other people and not like direct directs. It's not like I know them, right? But like we're always trying to tell people how to raise their kids. I always find it interesting. And I know my single friends hate this. When single friends or people with one kid talk about somebody with three or four kids. Like you have no idea what they're going through. You have no idea what it's like to raise kids. Raising your cat or, or hanging out for a day with your nieces and nephews isn't the same. Right. And, and, and we get judgy. And I think I think part of that judginess and, and, and you know what? Honestly, I get it. There is a year where we literally we could only spend twenty five dollars on each kid for Christmas. We had a great year. But but that, as far as Christmas went, but that was all we could afford. And I remember a friend saying to me, well, someday you'll have to spend more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. 
We could spend a lot of time on this. But what I really want to talk to you about today is I have a favor to ask of all parents. And I'm purposely going over those five emails right before I do this because I want to make sure that you see the difference. Please, can we stop telling our kids? I'm begging you. I want you to hear this, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to drag it out for a second. Can we please stop saying to our kids, will you please stop telling your kids that you lost your temper, you yelled at them, you screamed at them, you lost your mind simply because you love them? That's stupid, it's a lie, and it's destructive. And I get it. It's part of a larger cultural problem that we have where we just don't take ownership for what we do. A lot of our apologies have something in there where I only did this because you did that. Or there's something in there like, well, okay, but I wouldn't have done that if you did this. And we do this with our kids. And in fact, I wrote a blog post about it. I'm not sure when it's going up. I am reinvigorating uh, my blog. It's one of my 2020 goals. Um, I don't have resolutions. I have goals. So I have a goal to put up uh, 30 posts. Or no, no, whoa, 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 back up. 24 posts this year. That's two a month. I, I think that's doable. I have a goal to finish the book that I'm currently working on about the story in our head and how it drives us. But I have a lot of conversations with parents, and sometimes it's random conversations. Sometimes it's in therapy. And the conversation typically goes something like, well, my kid did this, and I told him to stop, and they didn't, and I lost my mind. And, and so then later I went and apologized to him, and here's the phrase that just sets my pants on fire while I'm wearing them. I'll hear this phrase. And I told him, it's not that I want to yell at you. It's just I love you and you weren't listening. So then I do the only thing I can and I take my fist and I punch them. And I tell them, it's not that I wanted to punch you. It's just that you said something so incredibly stupid that I had to punch you. Here's the problem. When you tell your kids that the reason you lost your temper was because you love them so much or because they weren't listening, you're making your behavior their responsibility. And it isn't. The only person responsible for your behavior is you. You are 100% responsible for your behavior. I am 100% responsible for mine. This is the whole point about the Christmas gifts. Yes, it sucks. You know, the one post that I was talking about, uh, the woman wrote, you know, not everybody can get a new pair of Vans. I get it. And it sucks when you wanted a pair of Vans and you couldn't get any because your parents couldn't afford it. And... Uh, uh, some other kid did. But here's the thing. Then you teach your kid, like, don't go on Facebook or social media and be like, you know, the things that don't make anyone any better. Actually do something then and teach your child that, you know what, it does suck. Own that. Be like, you know what, it, it's great for them that they can get a pair of Vans and we can't. And I'm sorry. And I get the pain as a parent. But teach your kid that they're responsible for their behavior. They're responsible for how they respond. They're responsible to respond with graciousness. And yes, if your kid can get a pair of Vans, they're responsible to respond with graciousness to the kid that can't. We have to stop playing the compare game by pretending that we can tear people down and we do it with virtue signaling. You have to stop telling your kids, oh, well, I lost my temper because you weren't listening. No, tell them the truth. I lost my temper because I need to learn to control. I threw a temper tantrum because I wanted you to stop and you didn't, and that threatened my, my sense of power. Just be honest. In this world where we're not allowed to tell people that they're not very good parents, I'm here to tell you, not everybody who's listening to this podcast is a good parent, but you could be. Are you saying I'm not a good parent because I yell at my kids? I'm saying you could be better. Now look, I'm a yeller. 
by nature. I yell. I've had to work on it for 17 years. My oldest is 17. But I think, and I don't know, I guess I could bring them on the show and they could verify this or deny it. I think every time I've done that, I have come back to them with this. I'm sorry I lost my temper. I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? And there's a lot of advantages to this. Like, that's a legit apology. This whole, well, I'm sorry that I yelled, but I only did it because I love you so much. I want what's best for you that it's okay if I lose my temper. Well, Joe, I would never actually say that it's okay that I lost my temper. I'm apologizing. Right? But when you say it like, well, you know, I wouldn't have done it, but I just love you so much. And the crocodile tears come. That's hogwash. It's the hoggiest hogwash there is. Just own it. I did it. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Because that's humbling. And so you get a two for one here. One, you get to teach them what a legit apology looks like. Because our world doesn't do it. Most, and I've talked about this before, most of our apologies are, I'm sorry, oh, no big deal. And we move on. Instead of, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. Right? Which is the natural step from forgiveness to reconciliation. You're taking the opportunity to teach your children both sides of it. What is the person who is wronged? How should they respond? Not with, oh, it's okay. And how does the person who did the wronging, which is you, you're also teaching them that just because you're an authority, it's not okay to throw a temper tantrum. Just because you're the boss, whatever that means, doesn't mean that you can just lose your mind. And when you do, you take steps to make it right. You're actually setting them up for a healthy marriage and healthy relationships because you're teaching them how to interact in moments of distress. It's awesome. Did you like how I got caught between wonderful and awesome there? So there's advantages to doing this the right way. And you're also setting yourself up for the best opportunity to become the non-yeller that you want to be. Because when you humble yourself, it brings the behavior out to your awareness. And you're more likely next time to learn to sit in the distress, to learn to sit in the anger. So you just look at your kid and you tell them, I'm sorry. It's not because you were this. And, and, and don't, don't give me this one. This one drives me bonkers. Well, you know, my dad would have done this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so your dad modeled emotional regulation or the lack of emotional regulation. So it's okay if you do. Is that right? And I hear that all the time too. And I'm not... I'm not. I'm working really hard in this episode to keep it away from pro spanking or anti spanking. My thoughts on that are pretty well known. Uh, I'm talking about when you do something that you agree is losing your mind, like that is is poor behavior on your part. Don't blame your kid. Own it yourself. Take your own responsibility for it. Otherwise, you're kind of hypocritical. If you're saying to your kid, look, you can't yell and throw a temper tantrum. You have to own your behavior. It doesn't matter what your sister did. It doesn't matter what your brother did. It doesn't matter that you can't play with your toys. It doesn't matter that you don't feel tired at your bedtime. But then you lose your mind and you yell? Then, then you've lost it. And, and we're doing people a disservice by just saying, well, as long as you're trying your best, that's all that matters. That isn't all that matters. There's a great psychological saying, I'm doing my best and I have to do better. Okay, great. You're doing your best. Awesome. But if your best is yelling, and I don't think it is, I'd like to hear I'm trying to do my best and I can do better. But we'll get into that another day. But if you're doing your best and you're still losing your mind on your kids, you can do better. And owning that isn't going to hurt you. Saying I can do better isn't going to hurt you. When I first became a counselor, people would ask me, how, how do you not become cynical? And honestly, 
a lot of times I'd be like, oh, it's just not that hard. I mean, you know, I'm working with couples. I'm working with relationships. The longer I've been in it, though, the, the thing that causes me to probably be the most cynical is watching how people just use their kids as weapons. And this isn't this topic, but right in divorces and, and you know, there, there's always my wife and I, we, we, we comment. There's always a pattern in, in these things. Uh, people, when, when they start, when they first separate or they know they're going to get divorced, especially if there's only one or two kids, there becomes this like, well, anything you can do, I can one up you. And then the kids become weapons. And if you're like, hey, look, that didn't happen to my divorce, I, I applaud you. Good for you. And I mean that sincerely. That's awesome. And then th- there's this other thing where, like, kids are not allowed to be kids. Well, they're too loud. Well, they're kids. They're too messy. They're kids. No, they can clean up after themselves. They can learn to be quiet. But you cannot simultaneously model behavior to them that says it's okay to lose your mind when you're frustrated and then expect them to not lose their mind when they're frustrated. You can't do that. So if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm one of those people that you're talking to. I'm a yeller. It's actually not who I'm talking to. If you're a yeller and you own it, if you lose your mind and you own it and you're actively working to change it, you're actually not who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the person who does it and doesn't own it. They don't actually embrace the idea that they're responsible for themselves. And this is true in any relationship. Some of you that listen, I know you don't have kids. You have your fur babies and all that, and that's great. What about with your spouse or your roommate or your parents or your coworkers? There's no such thing as I did this because you did that or because I have such deep feelings for you. I just want what's best for you. Honestly, that's right out of an abuser's playbook. Anybody who's ever worked with an abuser, you know one of the things that they say is I only do it because I love you so much. Now, I'm not saying, don't, don't, don't confuse me here. I'm not saying that if you yell at your kids and then you come back with, well, I only did it because I want what's best for you, that you're abusing them. You could be, but I'm not saying that. I am saying that that argument is straight out of an abuser's playbook. So stop saying it. Stop. All right. few things of interest that I, I think you'll find of interest. We are booking for 2020. Uh, we're finishing booking up 2020 marriage conferences. Uh, we intend to have one in Lowell. Uh, we looks like we might be having one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and one in uh, Ohio near Miamisburg, Ohio, and a few other locations that we're working on. I am working on the second book. Uh, we're making some good progress there. The first book we're actually going to republish a, an enhanced edition with study guide questions inside. One of the things that we have found is that people have not actually utilized the book's webpage to find the study guide questions or the videos. Um, we tend to be a one-step society, and so we're going to correct that by republishing the book with the study guide questions inside. You obviously still need to go to the um Uh, to the webpage for the videos but the study guide questions will be inside the book Uh, and that i'm not quite sure when that'll be coming out we're still working on a few things i just got back uh one of the final proofs that i need to examine later today i am re trying to revitalize my blog probably the best thing for you to do there would be go to joemartino.com and click on the subscribe button and literally you'll only get a notification when I get a blog when I put a blog post up you get the whole blog post right into your mailbox and you can read it there if you like it you can share it on your social media the same for this podcast episode if you like it please share it on your social media you are our best form of entertainment 
Uh, thank you so much. I know you can do anything with your time, and I appreciate that you took the time to listen to this today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.